You're listening to Insights for Living with Pastor Boju Oyemade. Pastor Boju is the senior pastor of the Covenant Nation. So, so these things might not appear right to you, might be uncomfortable. Embrace those things. Uh, Joseph came to tell his brothers after, you meant it for evil. It was painful. The depth of betrayal, close to death. He said, but God sent me. In other words, something. But as for you, you thought evil against me, but God meant it. In other words, his divine intelligence is there. And what he wants you to do is embrace that moment, thank him, and embrace it. Paul said, for this thing I besought the Lord that he might depart from me. God said, my grace is sufficient. Embrace it. Uh, Don't ask that it be removed. Embrace it. It is just part. You are going to evolve out of it. You are going to be changed. You are going to be transformed. It is not your destination, but embrace it as something that God will use to take you to where, all right, you are going. So learn to surrender to God. You don't run the universe. You're not surrendering to the situation and saying this situation has dominion over you. You are surrendering to God and saying death, all right, pain. You are a vehicle now in the hands of the Father to take me to my destination. So I accept it. If I reject it, I'm going to reject the car and the vehicle that will take me to where I'm going. I reject the wind that will propel me to my destiny. So don't get frustrated is the point I want to bring out. It's all working together for your good. All right, don't get angry. Surrender to God. Get into the flow. All right, and let that flow take you to where God has ordained for you. Second thing I want to speak about here, and this, this will lead you to a place, we're talking about this, of that law of least effort. In other words, once you begin to enter into it, and people, look, it's just like Joseph not embracing the prison. If he didn't embrace it, he would have been downcast. He wouldn't have put in, all right, the work that he needed to put in in the prison. He wouldn't have done things with the spirit of excellence. And because of that, he will not have, all right, experienced that visitation from the chief butler. And he will have been praying and trying to get out when inside the experience that he was in was the solution and what was going to take him. God brought it right into that space. So embrace it. Embrace it. Uh, you're, you're in a job. They're not paying you as much as you think they should pay you. Embrace it. That, that this is, I surrender God, I embrace this thing. This is the vehicle through which, all right, begin to get excited about it. This is the vehicle through which I am going to get to where I, God has ordained for me. Then you get into this law of consider the lilies how they grow. They toil not, neither do they spin in Matthew chapter 6 and verse 28. Is that law of least effort, which means why take you thought? Consider the lilies of how they grow. They toil not, 
neither do they speak. The second principle is taking responsibility, all right, for, all right, your life there. And what that means is you are not going to blame anybody for any situation you are dealing, all right, with God the Father in a sovereignty that is walking through the circumstance of your life and has set, sent a vehicle that appears this way. Uh, the vehicle that took Jesus to the right hand of the Father was the cross. Uh, this vehicle has been sent. You are not going to blame anybody. Will Jesus stand and start blaming the people, all right, that, that, that participated in crucifying him when he needed to experience that to get to where he was going? So take responsibility. And then learn to respond to God's instruction on every occasion. A second thing. So there is an instruction. There is a way in which God wants you to respond, all right, to what's going on around you. Uh, you say, well, I have a terrible boss, right? First of all, embrace that, that there is something in this relationship, this person here. All right, give God thanks that you are in that situation. Give him thanks that this is a tool that he has chosen to use to bring about the fulfillment of your destiny. The experience, all right, on you emotionally doesn't sit right, but you surrender your flesh to God and you die to self that the will of God might come to pass in your life. You suffer in the flesh, as it tells us in the book of Peter. So you give thanks unto God. And then the next thing is that you ask him. Now I need the instructions on how to respond correctly to this situation. And don't be in a haste. If God, if you're going to receive direction from God, you have to enter into a season of stillness and quietness. In other words, I've prayed it to your father for the right instruction and revelation on what to do. And then I know you have heard me and I'm not just going to rush into doing anything until I see the light. And when you see the light, you will know this is light. Uh, God will communicate that light to you. You will know that this is what you are supposed to do in this situation. So wait for that. Deuteronomy chapter 8, verse 1, all right, to verse 8. God wants to communicate deep lessons about life. Wants to teach you so that you become a very wise person who understands the statutes of God and the mind of God. It says in Deuteronomy chapter 8, all right, so first law, embrace. Second law, take responsibility and respond to it the way God wants you to respond to it. All right, surrender to God that God, first and I accept it, God in your, all right, divine wisdom and intelligence. You have orchestrated that this vehicle will be used by you. Now, it doesn't feel right, but this is the vehicle. I embrace this vehicle. And it's going to carry me to that particular place. And then the next thing there 
is now I must respond to everybody and every situation according to the instructions of God and not how I just feel emotionally. Deuteronomy chapter 1 and verse 8 and verse 1 to 8, all the commandments which I commanded this day, you shall observe to do, that you may live and multiply. So those things that you are confessing has commandments that undergird them. Those things you are declaring have instructions that make them happen. There are commandments. There's a way, there are certain things you must do in order for what you are saying. So when you begin to speak, you are in, in inevitably asking God, send the instructions to me or give me the wisdom for this particular thing to happen in my life. It says that you may live and multiply and go into the land and possess the land which I swore to your fathers. Now verse 2. And thou shalt remember all the way which I led thee. You must remember this way. The Lord thy God led thee these 40 years in the wilderness to humble you and to prove you and to know what was in your heart, whether you will respond, all right, and keep his commandments. Now put up the new international version. Remember how the Lord, God led you, all right, all the way in the desert these 40 years to humble you, all right, and to test you. All right, in order to know what was in your heart, whether you will keep his commands. Next three, verse three. He humbled you, causing you to hunger, and then feeding you with manna, which neither you nor your fathers had known, to teach you that man does not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. Verse four. Your clothes did not wear, your feet did not swell during these 40 years. Verse five. Know then in your heart as a man disciplines his son, so the Lord disciplines you. Verse 6, observe the commands of the Lord, walking in his ways and revering him. For the Lord your God is bringing you. That means he, this is how he is bringing you into a good land. He is bringing you, but he led you by this way in bringing you into a land that flows with streams, pools, waters, springs, all right, flowing, all right, valleys and hills. So he, he is leading you into these things, guiding you into these experiences on the earth. And he takes you through things. So you just accept that this is the journey. All right, and then this is the way I'm going to get to how I'm going to get to where I'm going in life. My tongue must be in covenant with my future. I must constantly not speak according to the wind, but according to my destination. But then I must surrender to God that I don't control this place that I live in. God is the one who controls this. And I surrender to him that, and this defeats the devil, that God, in his infinite wisdom, is using things I can't understand or explain, but this is the authentic path for my life, and I accept it. And then he begins to instruct me.
Because if you don't accept your five loaves and two fish there and say, what is this among so many? You will receive the instructions that will cause the loaves to be multiplied. That's what we're saying. If you don't accept the job that you have today that might not be paying you all that you want, you won't receive, you won't be able to receive the instructions that will bring about growth. And even when you get into a place of abundance, know that it's just the beginning and not the end. For if you look at Deuteronomy 8 and verse 8, and we need to teach this, a land with wheat, barley, vines, fig trees, pomegranates, olive oil, and honey. Verse 9, it says, a land where bread will not be scarce. You will lack nothing. A land where the rocks are iron and you can dig copper out of the hills. Then it says this, verse 10, when you have eaten and you are satisfied, this is another test. Praise the Lord your God for the good land that he has given you. Verse 11, it talks about this. Be careful that you do not forget the Lord your God failing to observe his commands because even when the abundance, their commandments you should keep, his laws and his decrees that I'm giving you this day. In other words, these teachings are more important than the experiences that you have. For whether you are in the wilderness or in the place of abundance, he is saying the priority of your life should be the instructions of God. So you could have been in a place where, all right, you were working and you were being oppressed and you were responding with the instructions of God to that person. And then and now you are in charge. You have all the resources. It says now you have to also respond, all right, to the instructions of God uh, to those people that are around you. What he was teaching you was the power of instructions, and you keep that for the rest of your life. Finally, third law, practice detachment. Relinquish, all right, your desire to control other people and their wills. Be a person that gives and helps others. But it is not a tool for control or manipulation. You have to practice detachment, and it's a test. All right, things will begin to happen when you enter into the law of giving and detaching yourself. For with that, you are creating space. When the Bible says the gift of a man, it's not talking about your talent, singing, preaching. It's talking about the giving of a man makes room for him. All right? A gift, that's a man's gift, that it is given, makes and brings him before great men. Right? The generosity of a person creates room, grants him access, all right, to people. So you give and help others with no... All right, expectations. And Joseph had to learn that. Uh, you know, Joseph helped, all right, the chief butler. And immediately, there was an expectation he placed on it. And you are not coming into your destiny if you keep placing expectations on your giving. We see this in Genesis chapter 40, verse 13 and 14. And this is one of the lessons God wants you to learn. Yet within three days, 
shall Pharaoh lift thy head up and restore thee to the place. And thou shalt deliver Pharaoh's cup into his hands. And after the former manner when he was, thou was his butler. Keep quiet at that point. But he added his own issue to it. But think on me when it shall be well with thee and show kindness attached to it. I pray thee unto me and make mention of me unto Pharaoh and bring me out of this house. Practice given with detachment. Luke chapter 6 and verse 35. It says this, but love your enemies, do good, lend, and hope, hoping for nothing again. Now, that's from the people, but from God, you expect something. Every time God says give, he always attaches to it. Every, go and check the scriptures. Every time, what will come back to you? But what he's saying is that it's not the people you give to that are going to give it back to you. Now, look at what he says here. And your reward shall be great. So there will be a reward. Leave that reward to come. Cast your bread upon the waters. Let it go. It is coming back. It's a law. And it's a law that you must understand. You mustn't with your mouth touch the will of people that you have helped. Uh, that's why Mordecai, when he was appealing to Esther, there was detachment. He said, look, if you all together hold your peace at this time, he said the enlargement and the deliverance will come from somewhere else. In other words, you understand that, and God wants you to understand that. So that space that you create, you allow for angelic movement and angelic operations through your prayers. So it tells us in Exodus chapter 16 and verse 18, one of the things they learned there. All right? He gave them commandments on manna. And then he says, and told them about that manna, that he that gathers, that you must just gather according to the day. And he says, and when they did meet it with Omar, he that gathered much had nothing over. And he that gathered little had no lack. They gathered every man according to his eating. So God showed them in that the law of giving. And that's what Paul quoted in 2 Corinthians 8 and verse 15. 2 Corinthians 8 and verse 15. It's written, he that gathered much had nothing over, and he that gathered little had no lack. So three things I leave you with this morning. All right, there's a message on instructions. Number one, you see that circumstance, that situation that you're upset that you wish never happened, did not happen, the circumstances that surround you, that you wish never happened, did not happen, I don't know why this happened, embrace it. Don't let the devil control that space. Take over that space for God. All right? This is where I am. This is the desk that I have. This is what I am being given. And I am going to practice. First of all, I surrender to you, God. This is not where I want to be. But this is what in your divine intelligence you have allowed to happen in my life now. 
And this is the vehicle that is taking me to my destination. I'm not going to stop my confession because of what I'm experiencing now. I'm going to hold fast my confession. And then even I'm not at war with the present, the present is helping me in ways that I do not understand to get me into the fulfillment of that particular place. So begin to rejoice, all right, and praise God and thank him and praise him, right? I mean, one time in South Africa, I was in Cape Town and they were taking us a top. And I talked about how, you know, Spanish were around, well, well, the Dutch were around and they took over with, with the Portuguese, you know, and then the British came with warships and drove all of them hinterland because there were spices that they were taking to India and that was the route. So they wanted to control the Cape, all right, Cape Town, the, the ports there, drove all the, the Dutch people right into the heartland of South Africa. And it looked like they lost the war, but they discovered when they got into hard land, all right, gold, diamonds, and wealth came. So a fierce wind can blow and push you away from one position. But it's because God in his divine intelligence is taking you, all right, to a place where you will discover things that you didn't know were hidden. Embrace it. Look, once you have learned to rejoice and to give God a thanks, not that this is the destination, but this is the vehicle. That Satan, you don't control this. It's the vehicle. You have defeated Satan in your life. You are, listen to me, you're on your way out. You're, you are an unstoppable force. And then number two, then ask him, how do I respond in this particular situation? Don't just do what seems right to you. Pray and ask him, teach me, Lord. Because this is going to be the rule throughout all right? When you are even in superabundance, he will teach you. This is your life. Teach me. It is not a way to prosper. All right? It is a way to live because it will get you into prosperity. It will multiply it. It will sustain you there. Okay? So, I take responsibility for your life and then pray for his wisdom and its real deep insight Sit still. Be quiet. Lord, what do I do here? Just be quiet. Sit still. And that knowledge will come to you. And then finally, practice detachment in everything you do. All right? Be a very helpful person. But allow people, all right, to be themselves. Don't use your given, all right, as any means of controlling the lives of other people or as some and it will create space for you as a person and angels will be able to come into your life and do wondrous things. So don't forget this, acceptance, number one. Number two, all right, you get into the law of taking responsibility and then number three, you practice detachment. Father, in the name of Jesus Christ, I pray for every single person under the sound of my voice that they are confronting our present now. Something is going on right now in their lives. In your infinite wisdom, you have sent this situation as that vehicle to take them 
to that next place. May they not miss it, O Lord, through the blindness of the heart. Therefore, I pray in the name of Jesus, and I see the veil being lifted up, that the eyes of your understanding be enlightened, that your steps be directed by the Lord in that situation. For contained in it, say the Lord, is that which surpasses anything you have ever prayed or you have ever imagined. Obeying my commandments and instructions will release the treasures that are contained on the inside. And those people that you've helped, release them this moment. They're in God's hands. And angels will minister to you that which men can never bring your way in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Amen and amen. God bless you all. This podcast is brought to you by the Covenant Nation. For more information, visit www.insightsforliving.org. Thank you and God bless.